0: live from the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex on the south side of Pennsylvania. It's Euler and Motes inside the electric factory for the next two hours on a Monday morning on Twitter at Wesley Euler at the Body 52 the body. You already know the drill. That's how you get involved. We will take your tweets for the next two hours. Arthur Motes it's a bit of a weird schedule, right, with the Steelers having played on Thursday last week, and now you come back on a Monday where normally we're breaking down the game. But I think it's a little different this time because usually right by this point, okay, when the Steelers play on a Thursday, you talk about the game Friday. Everybody talks about the game all weekend, and then you get to Monday, and it's kind of like, a, okay, we'll revisit some stuff from the game. and We'll start looking ahead. It's in a weird place usually but I don't think so this, this go-round. I think everyone is still talking about what happened Thursday night in Cleveland. Everyone still wants to get their two cents in on, on fight night on Thursday night. And and we obviously had, uh, after we went off air on Friday, Matt Williamson and I, the suspension news came down. So, you know, a lot of people missed that news cycle, you know, on, right. on, on Friday and, and the chance to comment on it and things like that. As the weekend had kind of pseudo already gotten underway, it was a – almost like a classic Friday news dump there with that <laughs> with the suspension news but you were there in Cleveland and I want to know and I know the entire electric factory the power grid all the megawatts they want to know what you saw in Cleveland with your own two eyes on Thursday and just kind of your you know the the first thoughts that come to the, the, your mind about what we saw transpire at the end of the game
1: yeah well uh for me, I actually had the best seat in the house. I was right in that end zone. Were you really? Four rows up. Oh <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I can see it, man, firsthand. And honestly, when the play happened, you see Miles Garrett. And honestly, we thought just in an, in the initial reaction was like, right. you know, it's a clean tackle, but he did hang on him a little bit longer. You see him take him to the ground, and it looked like Mason was just a little frustrated, like, just get off me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we see him flailing. We don't know that he's grabbing his helmet until you see the slow motion video. But at the time you see him on the ground flailing a little bit, and you're like, "All right, it looks like he's flailing." Then Miles Garrett just like, "Look, little man, like chill." And then I forgot who it was that jumped on him and grabbed him. But then from there, when he rips his helmet off, Castro. Yeah. Yeah, So I remember just seeing Miles rip the helmet off, and we're like, "Oh man, he's got his helmet!" And then we see Mason run after, and we're like, "All right, okay, go get the helmet back." And then he starts swinging, and we're like. Yo, he's swinging the helmet. And then it was like, oh, man, Pouncey, got oh, Lord, get him, kill him. Oh, don't save him. And it was crazy. And after that, the bench is clear. And we all were just sitting in the stands like, yo, did we really just witness that? Like,
0: Wait, Did that really just happen? Like, it, it What took, was the vibe like amongst the fans in the stadium?
1: Yeah, so initially they were hyped because obviously they were winning at that point in the sure. game is late. And they're they're trying to, you know, have a little bit of fun. Sure. And, and, I mean, as they should be. Any fan would do that, right? And – I think even when Mason and Miles are on the ground, the fans were just hyped, like, "Oh yeah, he's getting them. Yeah, give it to him! Yeah, right!" right. But it beat wasn't. Up on the but yeah. it wasn't anything other than that. Right. Then when she that. again, the, what any
0: what typical right, typical a, any what, fan is going to do that. Let's fan, be real. Uh, particularly right against a team you haven't uh, yes. beaten in five years.
1: Absolutely. But then when the helmet starts swinging, that's when it was like, "Oh, Ooh. like this is for real!" And then the bench is clear. Then after that, it was the chaos. Then once they start walking those guys off the field, then the fans start getting hyped again. Like, yeah, that's our guys. Like, yeah, we won that. I thought I was in Detroit for the, the mouse in the palace for a second, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is nuts in here. But it was it was a crazy atmosphere, though, man, just seeing how all that transpired in real time. Because yeah. it's different if you're at a different seat. You can't really see it. It's always It always looks worse when you're watching the replay of it or on your – Watching the TV copy slow of it. motion, right? But when you're actually there in the moment, like the thing that we all took away from him was we didn't think like we thought we thought that it should have been a penalty for a late hit just because of how long he stayed on him. I agree. and took him to the ground,
0: which is part of why too. I think it's all this this particularly the last two days since the suspensions were announced. The
1: narrative, oh well, Mason
0: Rudolph started the whole thing.
1: No, technically, like, no. Miles started it. Yeah but my like Mason the I,
0: escalated like yes. Mason is not a complete like no, he, and, and, and
1: I think this is what he, he was deserves saying. some
0: some fine like but he es- helped escalate things I but people saying he started this
1: is this break. is what I think this is what they mean when they say he started it we've seen people get penalized for late hits yes we've seen people get penalized for unnecessary roughness particularly on quarterbacks right so that part was okay the flag was thrown for that when they talk about Mason starting it they're saying Mason when he was on the ground he started to flail pulled and go helmet. crazy and pull at his yeah. helmet. And they're saying that's what started it. Because before then, it was just going to be a penalty for unnecessary roughness or a late hit, and that's that. But they're saying in terms of Mason starting it, when he starts pulling at his helmet, when he starts flailing his legs, even if it was intentional or not, I understand, like, you want that guy to get off of you. Sure, yeah, a guy who's
0: 50 pounds bigger than you, right, who's and at, one at, of at, the best pass rushers in the NFL.
1: And at that point in the game, he had been getting hit. Yeah. repeatedly. On that drive, particularly, he had got hit a couple times. And you're just like, alright, you could tell he's a little frustrated. Like, yo, just get off me. And we've all felt that. If you play the game long enough, you go through, alright, man, look, get off me, dude, like, right now. But the thing that I would say Mason was in the, in the wrong for was when he starts pulling at his helmet initially, nobody wants to get their helmet pulled that, period. It's, I mean, it's disrespectful. You're not going to take anything that's mine. And you're taking my helmet like that's disrespectful. So, he's pulling at it. And then from there, in the heat of the moment it's I always laugh when people are always like holier than thou i would never pull right. his helmet off i would never swing a helmet at him you don't know what you would do because you've never been in that situation you've never been in a, a highly tested physical atmosphere like that where you're going back and forth and then okay he pulls your helmet now you yank his off you got it in your hand he runs on you you don't know how you're gonna react it just happens like that sometimes so that's why like even though miles is 100 wrong for swinging that helmet I'm still not gonna villainize him like how some people are like. Oh man, this dude's such a dirty. Da-da-da-da. Should never
0: play in the NFL yeah, again. Like,
1: yeah, that those takes. Yeah. There's there's
0: both ends of the spectrum, right? There's the Miles Garrett's completely innocent and did nothing yes. wrong, and it's all Mason's fault. And then there's the oh my goodness, Miles Garrett should never step on a football oh, field yeah, again. Yeah. The real answer is somewhere in the middle. It's in the in middle. The middle.
1: Then, right? and, and, but that's just sports culture, right? Nobody no ever doubt. wants to operate in the middle. It's either you're a great coach or you're a terrible coach. Particularly with social media, now. right? It's, you, it's you, us against them. Yeah, you're never allowed to just. Have a civilized conversation. You're never allowed to just talk about how both parties had wrong and right. Both parties did things that you can understand. Both parties did things where you're like, you probably shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. But that's the holier-than-thou culture that we're experiencing right now with social media. I said the the thing that when I looked at Miles swinging the helmet, I equated it to a bar fight. Right, you you have some drinks. This person has some drinks. You have a disagreement. Whatever may happen. You take it one way. You push a guy. You might hit a guy. Okay, cool. And it's all funny games, right? If it's just a fight. Right. But then if he grabs the bottom, hits you over your head, it smacks you over your right, head with a beer bottle. Now it's oh my god, how could you do that? Right. It's like you don't know how you're gonna react in that situation when you're heated, when you're feeling like, hey man, regardless if you're right or wrong, this guy is in my personal space. You're gonna do something about it. And that's ultimately how I viewed it. And then I still didn't have any issue with pounce either. Like, granted, no, I don't you, think
0: anybody did. Yeah, and
1: it's like, granted, you don't want people to resort to violence like that. But how could you fault him for taking that action when he just saw his quarterback get hit in the head?
0: No doubt. I mean, I think any former player, yourself, people from outside the Steelers organization, were all quick to say what Pouncey did. I mean, whatever happens to him, fine, suspension. And, you know, this was before the announcements were made. That's a guy you want in your team. That's completely understood. I mean, it's. It's like you see in hockey when someone takes a shot at a goalie, right? Yes. Like, that's your quarterback. That's I guess your
1: guy. And, and and I didn't say it, like, earlier, but the thing that I was most happy about was Pouncey actually did step up and do something because there was a lot of guys around during right. that situation that were not. Right. And, and and that was the thing that I just found funny because you take it back a year ago, Thursday night game, Eric Reed takes a shot at Ben, doesn't hit him, misses him. And you looked at how all those guys reacted then. Mm-hmm. Versus when it's Mason, it was only one guy that really went crazy like that, and that's why for me, I'm like, I can respect the guy that did that. There are other guys. It's like, yo, what do you? Like, this is your quarterback,
0: particularly when one of the things that I think, and granted, he got a game suspension, but in in the fallout of everything else, in the you know, in the Miles Garrett and Pouncey and Mason Rudolph being the three central figures, mm-hmm. dude, maybe what pissed me off most, honestly, even with the helmet stuff considered. There's Ogan Joby coming oh, from yeah, behind the yeah, and just, just blasting Mason Rudolph. <laughs> and then everybody stands there and looks at him. Right, that was the thing
1: and, and that Like was...
0: that is such a chicken bleep move. That, that is such
1: a chicken bleep move. I just I just wasn't a fan of how if that's been
0: Oh, there'd be riots. The, All 50 the, guys would have came the off the game, sideline.
1: The game is over. Yes. They're, they're, you won't yes. go out there for those final two minutes. The game is done. Done. The refs would have called it. Right. But in that situation, everybody wants to look around and play peace treaty, and we're going to talk about it, hold me back. And it's like, dude, if that was Ben, that's not happening. You're not getting – you think they're really going to hold these guys back if that was Ben out there? And that was my only issue. I just don't like how you – the people, like, they picked and choose – who they want to go crazy for versus right. in this situation. It doesn't matter. This is your teammate. your teammate. If your teammate gets hit in the head with a helmet and he doesn't have – I don't care if it's Cam Kennedy, the long snapper. I don't care. You're not going to just hit one of our guys in the head and we're just going to stand around and just watch turn it happen. Turn the other cheek. Yeah, talking the, about some yeah, – hey here guys, to turn hey the other guys, cheek. Hey, guys, let's stop. Let's be nice. Like, That's no, not, one of them. Not, not at all, man. And, and like you said, I'm not promoting violence, but at the same time it's like it's a brotherhood that goes with this thing. And I feel like in certain situations, that brotherhood has to stand for something. And sometimes, it may mean doing something that hey, you probably gonna regret in the morning. You might get fined for this in the morning. I understand that, but sometimes, man, it calls for that. And I felt like that was one of those situations where, if that's any other, if that's Ben out there and he's getting hit with a helmet, do you really think it would have just been Pouncy out there going crazy like that? No. That's all I'm saying, man. Nope. I, I, there's just so much to
0: get into. There's so much to parse through. On Twitter at so at the body fifty two
2: the body
0: where oh man it's still it's been what now three three days four days four yeah. days Friday Saturday Sunday Monday
1: four I days say, get the count, man he's like what's uh, uh, your uh, education <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah I, I got enough fingers for that one right it's it's still there's so many moving parts there's so many things that you get you start to thinking about it more and it pop up and the, and you just brought up a great point too is how I think one of the things is we do this a lot of times in sports where there's incidences like this trying to compare real-life situations to what happens on the football field there or in any sport yeah. when it's just not <laughs> – like, I want to know how you feel about the whole idea of pressing charges in a, kim- a criminal case and, and an assault. And here's where – and I'll just give my quick two cents before I, I turn it over to the real expert here. I think there's difference between a premeditated attack – and Mm -hmm. something that happens in the heat of the moment. Like, I don't know if you remember 15 years ago when the Vancouver Canucks player Todd Bertuzzi grabbed the Colorado Avalanche player Dominic Moore on the Mm -hmm. ice from behind and just cold-clocked him in the side of the head, drove him to the ice when he was knocked out, and then hit him more times while he was already knocked out. That was a premeditated attack that Todd Bertuzzi jumped over the bench and said, I'm going to go take Dominic Moore out. And I'm going to get him when he's not looking. As, as opposed to something that happens in the moment. Correct. I, I, I think there's a big difference there, and I, I think that has to be taken into account when you're considering additional punishment outside of the football field.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. I don't think that this is something that warrants that. Uh, honestly, if we really tried to prosecute it, for example, and they were like, hey, man, let's really draw out all the facts. You realize when you draw out all those facts, you're going to have to see who was the aggressor in some of these situations and now that's the type of stuff that people don't want to talk about because as we said what happened miles took him to the ground yes but who became the aggressor after that penalty and that's where you have to go into that whole situation and now certain things are gonna get exposed that you don't want because it doesn't look good from a media standpoint Where we're trying to paint certain people to look one way other guys look another when we really break down just the hard facts of everything that's the issue right there So for me, man, I I looked at it like I think Mason handled it right by verbally saying that he wasn't going to pursue anything like that because I don't think he would have won, honestly. Granted, it looks bad him getting hit with the helmet without a doubt, but when you look at it.
0: The optics
1: of it are horrible. The optics look terrible. And we talked about that no different than with Earl Thomas on the hit on Mason when he got knocked out. We said, have we seen harder hits? Yeah, we even broke out multiple examples of that in the recent history. But the optics didn't look like that. And a lot of times the optics make you feel one way, make people want to do things or say things publicly. When when you really look at the hard facts of everything that lines up to it is, yeah, it's it's a little different. It makes people feel uncomfortable sometimes because they're like, ah, now I really can't say that this guy was so good in this situation. This guy was oh so bad when you just look at the facts. And that's why I feel like in particular with sports, if it's not something that's a premeditated thing like what you were referring to in that example, It's hard to take that and move it to a courtroom because it's just a different culture. It's just a different set of rules that they play with. I mean, you think about how many times guys get in fights in practice. Are we really going to say, oh, that's assault? Because, hey, in the real world, if you fight a guy, that's an assault, right? Is that what we're doing now? Because it doesn't work that way. You just can't. And those are some of the things that I see with that. Or no different than I've been in stadiums and, you know, a fan might spit at you. If this is the, you know, outside world, right, it, that's assault. You can't spit on a person. That's assault. But it happens inside the playing field, inside the stadiums. It, I don't know why. The rules are just different. Mm-hmm. People allow to do a little bit more and say a little bit more and, and get away with a little more things from a physicality standpoint. But that's just a part of the game. That's a part of the culture of that sport in particular.
0: We know you've got opinions. Uh-oh. On Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. The Body. We'll get into some of your reaction when we return. I also want to ask Motsi about the optics of Mason being okay, right? The fact that he wasn't laying there with a a fractured skull or 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 bleeding from the head and how that relates to all the suspensions and all the fallout. We'll get into that when we return. It's Euler Remotes inside of the Electric Factory on a Monday where we've got just a few things to talk about.
1: Just a little bit.
0: Steelers Blitz on SNR.
2: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
0: Some breaking news of sorts here into the electric factory. We got a little flexing going on, Motsy. Flex, flex, flex. Not like, you know, like Oscar Shibway was flexing on the Pitt Panthers on Friday night Ooh. flexing.
1: Like uh, like a schedule flex. Oh, I thought you were talking about like when Ben Nucci was scoring touchdowns this past weekend for Jamie to win the TA hey, title. All what right, we,
0: you know if the Steelers would have just won Thursday,
1: oh, it would have been it would have been a perfect. These weekend. last
0: four days would have literally been perfect. it would have been perfect. Bro. I mean, would have been absolutely perfect. I had Saturday and Sunday off, which never happens this time of year. You never know, funny happens. Thing is, I
1: did too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Friday night, my wife and I go down to Oakland and watch the Mountaineers beat down the Pit Panthers in their own backyard. The Fourth straight Hoops Backyard Brawl win mm. for the Mountaineers. Mm. Saturday, Coach Neil Brown and the Mountaineers get their first win against a ranked team against this uh, this season. Neil Brown's first uh, win against a ranked team is the coach of the Mountaineers. Saturday night, we went to the symphony. They played all Beatles music. It was a lot of
1: fun. Now I'm mad I didn't get the invite to that, by the way. <laughs> you do? I, lo- I love symphony. I love Beatles music. Come on, baby.
0: Well, you know, they, they do those concerts every few months. I'll get you right. I think they're doing, like, April or May. I think they're doing a Rolling Stone show. Mm. Oh, so don't
2: worry. I'll keep, okay, you, okay, I'll keep okay. you in the loop on
0: that one. But, yeah, man, what a great weekend. Nice weather around Pittsburgh. Our Both of our alma maters having nice athletic success. Uh, but, you know, those brownies. The brownies. But when they come to Pittsburgh, no hey. longer no longer a 4.30 kickoff, mm-hmm. 4.25 kickoff. A little, little,
1: little one, 1 o'clock action. Has
0: been flexed back to 1 yeah. o'clock, which I get it. I, I'm there for when I go down to Morgantown for WVU games. The tailgater – is probably it's probably a little to their chagrin. Yes. You know, the tailgater loves the 4.30 Oh, kickoff. that's the
2: perfect you're kickoff. S-
0: you're still home before too late, but yeah. you're in no rush in the morning. You got all day to take your time. You can
1: and go to church and then you can get it in. Cook you know, up, right cook up lunch
0: real nice, you know, at the tailgate. Maybe go around and visit some friends and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Man. Tailgates that you don't get an opportunity to see all the time. But Steelers-Browns has been moved from 4.30 to 1 o'clock. I wonder, that has to be a move, Motsi, by the NFL because they know – that a, a lot of the national audience is going to be interested in that game, right? Because the rematch right. only two weeks later after what happened, you know, there, I think there'll be a lot of neutral eyeballs, you know, a lot of fans other than the Steelers and Browns fans that want right. to watch that game. So I wonder if there's like a big game at 430 already that week.
1: I don't even know. I'm I trying to yeah. think. That's
0: not – the Ravens and the Saints don't play that week, do they?
1: I'm not sure who plays it's that. year. Anyway. I got
0: it right here. Four thirty games that week: uh, Rams, Cardinals. Uh, uh, no, Patriots, Texans is a night game. It, it's just right now it's Rams, Cardinals, and Chargers, Broncos. So I wonder if they're flexing another game back to four thirty.
1: Yeah, who who who's the one o'clock? Did Jacob?
0: What'd you say? Did they flex another game to four thirty?
1: Raiders, oh, Raiders at Chiefs.
0: Chiefs, okay, and I'm surprised too. Niners and Ravens is, is a one o'clock game too. They could have moved that. Yeah, to, but that okay. but that
1: Ravens and, uh, Raiders and Chiefs though that's, that's suddenly big yes. in that division. Very big.
0: Absolutely. Okay, that makes sense then. So again, you're you're kind of uh, breaking news here. Steelers Browns game next weekend, not this upcoming Sunday, but two Sundays from now. This Sunday of we in the jungle, baby. This Sunday we in the jungle yeah, out the to, to Cincinnati. But uh, Steelers Browns going to kick off at one o'clock. That means every Steeler game for the rest of the year one o'clock kickoff, except for the Cardinals game, which, which is, is a one o'clock, o'clock there time or one yeah 1.05 local yeah. time four o five here in Pittsburgh. I guess other semi-breaking news. This came across uh, while Tunch and Wolf were on air, but still within the last few hours. Uh, Marquise Pouncey will have a hearing for his suspension appeal, yes, and literally. that will be tomorrow. Okay. On
1: Tuesday. Which is good. Everybody knows they Tuesday's the appeal day, man. Tuesday's the appeal day. Absolutely. So
0: let's talk about that before because I want to get into some of the the Mason status and the optics like we were starting to get into there. But three games for Marquise Pouncey.
1: Too little, too much, just right. <sighs> the non bias says that's just right. If Miles is getting an indefinite suspension, I mean, it's a possibility that it will get reduced, say it was four games, five games. There's only, what, six mm-hmm. games left in the six season? Six games left in the season. And as before the potential of playoffs for those guys. Right. That's not happening. I understand. I'm just saying. But, but, <laughs> but you're right. But, you know, now like they're you still technically in yeah. the race. Yeah. So when I look at that, I say I feel like that was right, obviously because you see him swinging the helmet. But could it be reduced? Sure. But for Pellancy, I think two games is what it's going to end up being. But this is the thing that – they want to avoid if you're the NFL. You can't have Pouncey out there in two weeks versus that Browns team. Nope. Because you know how it's going to be as soon as he gets out there. Mm -hmm. You can't have Miles Garrett out there in two weeks. Nope. Because you know exactly how that's going to happen. I'm a little surprised they have Larry Ogunjobi out there because now in that video circulating where you see the cheap shot that he took.
0: And now he's the lone kind of target.
1: And my thing is this. I talked about how this reminds me a little bit of us versus the Bengals with Burfick and Vince sure. and how all the bad blood built up to that and that situation uh, played out the way it did. Sure. The difference was this. Outside of the first, like outside of warmups, ups where we all get into that scrum, we weren't going to never see him on the field at the same time because we played the same side of the ball. Right. You're talking about an offense alignment and Marquise Pouncey and Larry Ogunjobi, Miles Garrett, who that's every player you're every seeing play. each other. Every play, you're lining up inches away from each other. So, in that regard, the game is already – the game's already get heated, and it's a rivalry game on top of that. So, you could just understand from the NFL's perspective, even if you reduce pounces, it can't be lower than two because you cannot have them out there. Because you, it's not a question of if they're going to fight, because we've seen that, right? Oh, man, are these guys going to get in each other's face, do the pushing, point fingers, everybody breaks them up, the usual. Trash talking. Right. And- it's already past that. We've seen these guys physically go to blows. It can't, You cannot have them back out there on right, the field right. in two weeks. So that's why I'm like, even though I feel like Pouncy was uh, justified in what he did, and I think it should be one game and a nice fine, you have to do too because you cannot have that guy back out there during that game because you already know what it's going to be like.
0: I originally thought before the suspensions came down on Friday when Matt <laughs> Williamson and I were on air, I, I said I thought it'd be six games for Miles Garrett, two games for Pouncey, and two games for Ogon Joe. Because of what you, you say, just said.
1: Now, did you say six just because it was six games left in the season? Rest of the
0: regular season. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And I guess you could have at. I don't even know, and, and maybe you know better than me, and this is going to be a big part of Miles Garrett's appeal. There's only certain things, fa- like his camp is arguing, right? That there's no such thing under the CBA that allows for an indefinite suspension. Correct, you, have there isn't. It, you have to put
1: a certain amount well, of games remember, on it. Remember, they tried to do that with. Uh, was it Vontez? Vontez. Yeah, not yeah. not this past time where they spend it for the season, but prior the to that, they tried before. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's and right. And That was the same situation. It's like you can't indefinitely suspend somebody. I think A B had a situation like that as well with the uh geez, they had to put him on the list. Oh yeah, of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. They tried to do the whole, oh, we're just gonna suspend them indefinitely. He's like, you cannot do that.
0: Uh, so I thought Miles Garrett six, Pouncey and Ogunjobi each two, right? Because that would mm. keep them out for the rematch. Correct. That would keep Miles Garrett out for the rest of the regular and season. And because it's
1: so fresh, if this was oh it started week one, they didn't play again until week ten. Right. That's different. Right. It's two weeks. Yeah. It is two weeks. You really think that's going to be squashed in two weeks after no. all this media coverage? No. And the the heightened sense of oh now we really got something to play for because it's almost like a playoff elimination game. Yes, in two weeks. essentially. Yes. Yeah. So you really think that that's just gonna fly? Like, oh no, we're good. Hey, we'll squash. We're friends now, buddy, buddy.
0: Not happening. No. So I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I do think there's a good chance that Pounce's suspension gets pulled back one game. Correct. But it's not gonna get any more than that.
1: You, I mean, as, as bad as you just cannot have him out there for that situation when they play again because you know the bad blood is there. You know they're gonna be talking. I mean, just let's be real. This is football. We know how people get when it's game day. Mm -hmm. Particularly, right, when it's such a small
0: sample size and you've only got so many opportunities here to strap up those fans. And
1: this is before any of the bad blood. So when you factor in the bad blood, I mean, you know what you're going to get when you put those guys out there. So that's why I don't think the NFL is going to make that – they're not going to make that mistake. And I think they did a good job, too, in terms of flexing the schedule. I think if you leave it at 425 – you're kind of amplifying it even more because now you're putting it in a spot where it's going to be so many eyes on it.
0: You give – and honestly, too, I'm sure this played in the decision. You give both of the fan bases, which love to tailgate and have a good time. You give them three and a half extra hours to consume alcohol. Maybe that translates to some more more, altercations in the stadium. Because I think
1: about some of those Bengals games, when it was getting heated like that, and how you notice we're always in prime time, always going to be an 8 o'clock game because they wanted the eyes on it. People – that's the thing that I always loved, and it, it it shows the flaw in a lot of people. They they want to play holier than thou, but yet they love when it's bad blood, and they get a chance to really see people go at, yep. and you can really talk smack to the other yep. person, and all of that when it's a four twenty five or eight twenty five game, just gets amplified. It just gets amplified, no question. So I think that's another reason why they're like, hey, let's let's one o'clock this thing. It's it, it's so fresh, yeah, so fresh. You think this game next week is is oh hey the game's over No nobody's talking about it no more. no it's gonna get just back magnets gonna be right back and, and they're gonna yeah. be showing those same mm-hmm. how everything played out oh the, you'll the see last Miles Garrett swinging that helmet three hundred times and that's that that's gonna be the only thing people want to talk about for the next two weeks in terms of the players when they're downstairs in the locker room mm-hmm. that's all they're gonna want to talk about and that's in both parties both Cleveland and yes. in Pittsburgh yes hundred percent
0: you particularly I think in Cleveland right because. Yeah. The Miles Garrett suspension for them is massive. Without a doubt. I mean, it would be like losing Megan Fitzpatrick or TJ Watt to a suspension yeah. for the rest of the season. I mean,
1: let's be real. He he was clearly the one of the best pass rushers this, this season. Like, I obviously, think he's the most the, valuable
0: player on that team. Yeah.
1: Like, without a doubt, that's what he brings.
0: Yeah. You you talk about how you know how if you had Pouncey and these guys lining up, like, you know how that's going to go and, and, and there's no kind of, oh, well, it'll be cooled off, particularly two weeks later. Do you have – I'm assuming you probably do in some way, First, <laughs> first-hand experience during your nine years in the NFL of a city. Si- now, obviously, I know that you – I don't think you were out on the field when somebody swung their helmet at somebody <laughs> right. else. It's a little different. But did you have situations like that leading up to a game where you knew, like, all right, there's going to be some vigilante justice on the field. There's going to be some retribution. Like, you you knew that there were two guys or multiple guys who were going to go at it on the two teams, and you were like, it's, it's not a question of, of if, it's a question of when.
1: You really ask me that as if I wasn't a part of all those Cincinnati Burfick like, situations, But man. like you said, more
0: so with a head to head, because you yeah. guys, you know, you guys didn't but, have But an even with that, but even with that, Perfect.
1: we would we would look on the film and you would see okay when it all started when Burfick snatches down L Bell and they're celebrating over the body, mm-hmm. and then after that you see Pouncy getting at him, you see DeCastro Castro going at him, and it's just you already know like hey, this is gonna happen. It's only a matter of time of. All right, how long until one of these guys go crazy until on each Juju other? Till Juju pops him, right? But even before Juju, think about it, man. Those dudes, they were both getting fifteen yarders. Yeah, we would see that, and then yeah. they would. They, you get on Twitter and they're showing the videos of, oh, this guy is, has him on the ground, he's kicking at his leg, or this guy has him on the ground, he's trying to knock him out. Like that was what it is, man. So that's my personal experiences with it. I do think, even with the Vince thing, though. We knew getting off that bus when when the tweet went out. I'm I'm gonna paint that boy that's on site. You kind of already know that. Hey, as soon as we see them, it really doesn't matter where we are. Whether I mean, you hope that it makes it to the stadium, but right even we're at dinner on Saturday. Yeah, like we know. Okay, if we were to see them, this is Cincinnati. It's not a big city. We're (laughs) right downtown, right where everybody hangs out at at the best steakhouse out here. So if we see them in here, you already know what you have to be prepared for and that's just <laughs> i mean it's unfortunate it comes to that but that's a part of the nature of just hand to hand combat sports like that
0: and again particularly in a sport where you only get such an opportunity correct to get that vengeance you mm-hmm. know to 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 one up your opponent it's not like yeah. if if um you know if the pirates and the reds right this season had that huge bench clearing brawl correct. in cincinnati they played each other like twelve more times after
1: Shoot. That. They played each other what? Three more times that three week? Three more times that <laughs> week.
0: Exactly. Like if, if the penguins yeah. if the penguins and the Flyers or the Penguins in the Capitals have a huge brawl or something happens, they're gonna see each other three or four more right. times so that week. So it's year. like
1: I don't have to get you right now. I got time to get you later on. With this, it's like, no, you hurt my man week two. It's I'm gonna see like you we week got ten. 60 minutes. I can't wait till I get you again. Yeah. And and if I don't get you, somebody else is going to sleep.
0: <laughs> on Twitter at Wesley, at the body fifty two. The
1: body. Thrash metal guy who, by the way. Yo, shout out, shout out the Thrash Metal guy. Called the show. Yes, man. How about and and he used his regular name, threw us all off. We were like, who is this guy? Yeah, come
0: on, you're Thrash, man.
1: You're Thrash forever. He
0: says, imagine going to bed before the fight because you were fed up. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Only to wake up for work the next day and seeing this all over Twitter. Like, I, yeah. I guarantee you there were a lot of people in Steeler Nation. Yeah. That went to, now, no one will admit it. Thrash is a big man there because right, right. it's almost like it works in the opposite ways too, right? Like if you ask how many people were at the wild card game against Cincinnati when Cueto dropped the ball and the Pirates right. won that, right? There were 300,000 Pittsburghers who say yeah. they were at that game. I was, I, was when, I was there. I was there. I was there. I was there. It's kind of the opposite for this. Like right. there's a lot of people out there who went to bed that yeah. were the next day acting like they saw everything.
1: Absolutely,
0: man. <laughs> well, that's a tough one. It is it's man. Because there's late night games. I, I bet you there. Were, I don't think there was anybody in Cleveland who was asleep yet. Well, I would say
1: this: like being at the stadium, like it. Were, it was some people that had left. Really? Yeah, because you got think it's like the last two minutes. Now, granted, their atmosphere was crazy because – That's
0: what I mean. I, that's why I figured. You're up two touchdowns against the team you hate the most that yeah. you haven't beaten in five years. Like, I would have been soaking every second of that
1: in. I, I agree with you, man. That's how I would have been. But some of those people, I mean, I think it's Thursday night. It was – Sure, that's almost, true. It was people almost midnight. People got to work, and so they're work. Like, and that hey, was a you know, long game. It was, man. So, I think that's kind of what played into people kind of uh, tapping out of there earlier.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. We got some more tweets coming in here. We will get to those when we return. And like I said, I also want to have the optics conversation of Mason's status on the field and how that relates to all the punishment. That was sent down. Again, you want to chime in? You know the drill. On Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at the body 52. The body. Top of the hour, we will have Professor Motes Monday, and we will get into some real X's and O's from the game, aside from just some of the fallout of, of the suspension and the fights. But let's wrap up that conversation and get to your reaction when we return. Inside the Electric Factory, you're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR. <laughs>
2: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
0: When we talk about punishments in sports, in the National Football League and really across all four major American sports, the injury status, the outcome of... How it looks. Of how it looks, (laughs) Yes. It's huge. It just is. This is not just a football thing. This is a basketball thing. This is a baseball hockey. thing. This is a hockey thing. Mm-hmm. If there's an ugly incident, but everyone kind of emerges unscathed, the punishment is a lot less as opposed to an ugly in- incident that has a injury, long-term <laughs> injury outcome. Right? Absolutely. I, I wonder, mozi
1: why is that, though? Why? I-
0: I- it drives me crazy in hockey. Because you'll see all the time, you know, a, a dude will get hit in the head, mm-hmm. and if he misses a couple weeks with a – you know, if, if they announce he's going to be out for a couple weeks with a concussion, then okay, you know, say Arthur Motes hits Sidney Crosby,
1: and Sidney Crosby's going to be – First off, first off, first off, I would never hit Sid the kid. Well, yeah, I love Sid. Because you couldn't touch him. Right? He's you my favorite. You catch him. Right? I, I mean, I, I, <laughs> listen, I can catch anybody. Okay. But he's my favorite Arthur, hockey player, so Arthur I would not Motz, hit him.
0: Arthur Motes hits Alexander Ovechkin. There we go. And, I would definitely hit Ovi, without and, a doubt. And knocks him out. You know, with a high hit, you knock him out. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Intentional. And, and
0: they announce Ovechkin has a concussion. Yeah. You're you're going to get, you know, a, a few-game suspension.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. But I if, would be an enforcer, too, if I was playing hockey. So oh, for the no doubt.
0: But, Just, but yeah. if you hit Alexander Ovechkin high, right, mm-hmm. and you get a penalty for it, and Ovechkin maybe, you know, goes to the locker room for a few minutes but comes back out and finishes the game and no problem. You're gonna get a, a, a fine. No harm, you know, you're, no foul. You're gonna get. You're gonna get a five thousand dollar fine, a slap on the wrist. That's how it is in any sport. Uh, are you? You're a former athlete. You played. Do you think that? Do you think that's the way it should be? Do you think somebody's the status of someone's health should affect the consequence, or should it be you did what you did and now you have to face the music?
1: Yeah, I think it should be you did what you did, face the music. I, I'm not a fan of. Oh, let's see how hurt he is. All right, now, or or even with some of these flags, if you hit a quarterback, quarterback goes down, he looks hurt, flag comes out. If you hit a quarterback, he pops, pop's right up, back up, they're not throwing that flag. Same with passing the friends, you, you, hey, or not passing the friends, the um, the helmet, the helmet contact on defenseless receivers. You hit a receiver, if he pops right back up, no flag. You hit a receiver, and he's knocked and out, he, and, or... and no, not even knocked out. If he just acts like, oh, it hurts, oh. They're throwing the flag, without a doubt, and everybody's going crazy. The commentators, oh, man, yeah, that guy, oh, should he be ejected? I hate it. it drives me nuts, man.
0: I'm with you, too. Uh, I'm with you, too, and, again, it's – it's. I
1: just don't understand why that culture started, though. Because, uh, I mean, as long as I can remember, it's been like that. I, oh, I've, yeah. Like, and you I just see it in baseball, right? Like, yeah. if a
0: pitcher hits a guy with some high heat and it hits him in the jaw and breaks his jaw, mm-hmm. that pitcher's getting suspended a few games. Correct. If he hits a guy, though, and it – catches him in the shoulder, and the guy's okay, it's fine. No, no yeah, harm, yeah, no, no foul. No
1: harm, no foul, man. You're good. Yeah. The ball's still hit me the way. It's, <laughs>
0: and, 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 right. And I think that's part of, Motzi what drives fans so crazy quite often when punishments are handed out by leagues, right? Yes. Because there's just seemingly no rhyme or reason. There's seemingly no consistency to it.
1: I agree 100%, man.
0: And so I think with all that being said, I know this sounds crazy. Uh-oh. But all weekend, Miles Miles Garrett should have been thanking his lucky stars all weekend that he caught Mason Rudolph with the padded part of the back of that helmet. Because if he catches Mason Rudolph with the ear hole or with the face mask or with the crown of the helmet and Mason Rudolph is down on the ground and bleeding or, God forbid, he fractures his skull or knocks him out or something like that. Miles Garrett might be facing not I don't think it would ever have gotten to the point of a lifetime ban unless he yeah. unless he literally killed Mason All Rudolph. I'm saying
1: is if if the optics show him splitting Mason's head and the blood on his face, without a doubt. Next season without I mean, a doubt.
0: It's that's how it and, and I wonder too how the former player in you feels about that. Like, do you feel like again, as crazy as it sounds? Because we've parsed through the, you know, the blame and the fault of both companies here, but as crazy as it sounds, like do you think that that Miles Garrett is lucky? You know what I mean. The way that the helmet contacted with Mason, that that it wasn't worse for Mason.
1: I definitely do think he's lucky because let's be real. I don't think he had the intent of wanting to, like, seriously hurt this guy. But he was in the heat of the moment. He had a reaction and. Granted, like I said, man, it wasn't the best reaction. And a lot of times when you look back at some of the decisions that we make in the heat of the moment, we all can agree that, hey, sometimes we don't make the best decisions. But I do think, man, he he lucked up a lot because if that optics show Mason bleeding in any way, shape, or form, it's over. It's over. <laughs> it's over.
0: I mean, it's already been a, you know, I don't know if black eye is the right term, but you get what I'm saying. It's It's already been a... A hit, right, to, I think, to the... the
1: Are you trying to be funny here? A hit? A hit?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's already been a... Hit to you know the the scope of of football and you know some people are like oh they you know just typical football guys swinging their helmets at each other right. when I don't the only time I can ever think of something like that happening was like twelve years ago when there was that Miami Hurricanes and FIU brawl oh you remember that yeah and that dudes, was wild. Like, but dudes on both teams were yeah, swinging that, their that helmet, was wild. swinging their helmets at each other but yeah it's it's one of those things it's it's just the truth the optics of the affected parties. Always relates to the suspension and the Correct. fallout and the punishment. And yeah, it could have been much worse for Miles Garrett. And one thing too, Motzi, that I wanted to run by you: mm-hmm. this, all this praise that's been given to Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Right, because of his comments. Like, oh, Baker Mayfield, he did that on-field interview. He did that on-field. You know, I saw this so many times from Steelers people, too, on Thursday night and on Friday. Oh, I'm just really impressed with how Baker Mayfield has handled this. Is that how low the bar is for this dude? Like, what else was he going to say? What else was he going to say? He's literally giving you the cliched answer that every quarterback would get. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, man, it's great to see Baker Mayfield give some real leadership. For, for what? For stating what any quarterback would have stated in any quarterback would have stated in that moment? Like, is that how low we've set the bar for this Baker dude, Mozi? That, That's bad, man. That, like, all these people giving him credit, I don't know. That just blew my mind. Like, what did you expect him to say? His his defensive star just swung his helmet at a defenseless guy. Like, what? What did you want Baker to say? Yeah, Mason started it. Hey, hey, like,
1: he, he got what he deserved. Right? Like, no, man, you can't say that. Like, jeez.
0: That's how low we've set the bar here with with, with that crazy. guy. I, man, just in some of this stuff from, from Freddie Kitchens that people were upset about, it's like, I don't know, what do you expect these guys to say in these type of situations? But, yeah, certainly, again, a, a whole bunch here to get into, to parse through on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at da Body 52 DaBody. Joseph chimes in here and said, Can I just say that I give Mason Rudolph credit to get up and want to square up against one of the pass rushers <laughs> in the game? Uh, kind of wish Garrett would have dropped the helmet on his own and thrown down hockey style. <laughs> well, this is my thing. I don't know if you would have wanted Mason to throw down hockey uh, style. With uh, yeah, Garrett.
1: And, and I was going to say this. People reacted – how they reacted because of the helmet being swung. Yeah. But let's be real. If Miles would have dropped the helmet and used his hands, he might have done more damage than the missing of the That's helmet. That's true. And that was my only thing. I'm like, hey, Macy, you, you got off kind of lucky right here, man, because it could have been a lot worse. Could
0: have been a lot worse. Tyler says here, imagine the anarchy if Miles did that in Pittsburgh.
1: Oh, yeah. Get him at the bus.
0: I wonder – what the animosity will be like next season. Now that I'm thinking about this, yeah. right? Because Miles Garrett isn't coming to Pittsburgh this year. Ogan Joby will be out on the field, so that'll obviously have, have some effect. But I wonder what it's going to be like next year when Miles Garrett comes to Pittsburgh. <sighs> hostile.
1: You're very hostile. Yeah. He, oh, he's going to get booed. I wonder, I wonder
0: if they'll put that game, the Browns, coming to Pittsburgh again. Prime like, time,
1: absolutely. did be back to? But late time.
0: but late in the schedule, right, as to give it more time uh, away, you know?
1: I think you hop right into this Week thing, one, man, Steelers, man. Week Steelers one, and Browns next season. Start it out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Steel Nation 19, uh, put aside the rivalry and emotions for the Browns uh, at home. Are we going to have uh, – talking about the game coming at home. Are we going to have any kind of offense – uh, the defense shouldn't be in position to win every game. Now I am worried. And if you can't pull the Wildcat off again, will they be ready? I mean, there's a lot of questions playing into that. This is something we'll get into in the second hour, mozi, mm-hmm. But not only has the Steelers' offense struggled over the past few weeks, and now they're also down uh, potentially Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, James Conner, their three best weapons.
1: Yeah, and that's... They've been having a rough year already. Yeah, so, <laughs> ooh, yes, that's gonna be difficult, man. What about Terrell Pryor? Have you seen this? Uh, he say he's, a, he's M- only gonna M- play for the hometown team. M- man. O- Pining to come back to the yeah. hometown team. it's interesting, man. You
0: what do, think? What? Now they made some moves today, right? I saw they went they went out and they got a wide receiver from yes, the Colts uh, practice squad.
1: Yeah, uh, Deion. Dion Kane, I think so, it is. Yes, yeah. Kane
0: sounds right. And yeah. they got a running back from the Bears practice mm-hmm. squad. Are, you have any interest in any of these big names that are out there? Terrell Pryor, Des Bryant. I mean, what are you just going to stop right there? We Curtis, got some, 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 some well, other big name out there. Unless oh, so you're going to say that too? <laughs> Antonio Brown. But I think that's a little, because you never know what a team could sign AB, right? But then what if he gets put on the commissioner's exempt list? There's all this other stuff yeah. going around. But do you have any, okay, Antonio Brown aside. Because I mean, we'd have to do a whole show to have. Oh, Are we throwing Conner's. Brandon
1: Marshall too? Right? Is he out there? Brandon, Brandon Mar- Marshall, yeah, is Marquise Bryan, T- yeah, yeah, he's another one.
0: CJ Anderson in the back. Yeah, Jay Jai's
1: gone. Yeah, man, keep keep it going, man.
0: Uh, uh, like what what's going on Ooh, with Legarre
1: Blunt We could yeah, bring you know.
0: Is he still officially yeah, out there? Yeah, he's
1: out there. Mm. I thought so. Let's mm. keep it going, man. Mm. Josh Harris is one. he's out there.
0: Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else is out there? <laughs> Arthur Motes.
1: Nah, no Arthur Motes is not Arthur Motes is retired. <laughs> Hard retired. The, the, the same way Terrell Price said, I'm not playing for anybody but the Steelers. I'm telling you, I'm not playing for nobody but Arthur Motes' family. Yeah, the <laughs> Steelers it. Nation Radio. And that's <laughs> it. Hey. If, you, if you're depending on me, boy, you're coming up short. I'm telling you that
2: now.
0: Yeah, Tanner points out here on Twitter, too, about how um, Deontay Johnson having to go to the tent and blood coming out of his ear yeah, was that was, was, bad. was not a good look for the NFL. I think there was a lot of things from that game optically, Motes, that weren't great. And you know what's it kind of speaks to it, I think, is the fact that really we haven't, you and I in the first hour here and on the show Friday and a lot of people, you know, in the few days here since, haven't even really discussed much. the the hit on Juju and the hit on Deontay Johnson because of everything that happened at the end of the game.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's so much to really talk about with that game. Obviously, the James Conner situation where he's ruled as completely healthy, full participant in practice on a short week where he didn't play the Sunday before. Or the Sunday before. Right, and then gets out there and he gets hurt early in the game. Obviously, the Juju hit. I think that was what Morgan Burnett on that one. And Mm -hmm. then, obviously, Deontay, how he got hit, the the blood coming out of his ear. I mean – It's a ton. I mean, even Dady guy, he had a concussion. Yeah. I mean, it's a ton of people that that nobody is really talking about because of the fight.
0: And all those things that we would have, that would have been big, you know, big things that we would have been talking about like crazy the past few days, the health of Juju, the health of Deontay. It's crazy how that stuff works, and sometimes certain things can get pushed to the back burner while others emerge in the forefront. But let me ask you this quickly before we go to break here. Cliché question, all right? And you know I hate asking these clichés. No, you
1: don't, man. That's your thing,
2: man. You know I hate cliché You are know a, right? a cliché guy. Is this a must-win game? All Go those, those
0: clichés that we do in sports, but... Every game is a must-win for these guys. Oh, no doubt about that. In a crazy way, and I know you, you've been there. You've been through trying times. I'm sure you've been through, you know, crazy scenes on the field. Could what happened on Thursday night in Cleveland potentially bring... These Pittsburgh Steelers together potentially be a galvanizing moment for this team?
1: I do think it can just because you have to rally around each other in, in those adverse situations. I felt like, just from my experiences with the whole Berthwick thing, a lot of us got closer because we bonded and we, we all felt like we had the same enemy. Right. Where sometimes throughout the season, it's easy to fall into the trap of, oh, well, we're playing good, they're not playing good. Or, this guy's getting hype. I'm not getting any praise. Well, the so defense is playing so right, well and getting
0: all this credit, but they're crapping on the offense. Yeah,
1: it's so easy to fall into that trap. Whereas now, man, your mindset is, dude, I got your back. You saw me. I was out there with you, right? Oh, you got fine. I got fine too. I was out there with you. You know, I got you. So from there. You come at one of us, you come at all of right, us. Right. So thing. from there, you get that trust. You get that, that mutual respect. Even if it was something that it should have been there, but it wasn't, you weren't sure what level of respect it is. When, when, if you're Mason Rudolph and you see a guy like Marquise Pouncey black out the way he did for you, it's nothing else needs to be said. If, if you know, if you see how Cam Hayward was reacting, there's nothing else that needs to be said. You know these guys are willing to do, go to bat for you. These guys are willing to say, you know what, I don't care about the fine. I got your back. And those are the type of things that definitely make you closer. Those are the type of things that make you understand the level of commitment that we have to each other, not only on the field, but off the field, mm-hmm. because now it's a personal matter. Right. So I do think that that does have a positive impact on you from a closeness standpoint. And it's something that you hate that it has to come about this way. Sure. But sometimes, man, <laughs> it doesn't matter how it happens, man. Once it happens, it's good. So I do think that that's going to have a positive impact on these guys going forward.
0: Yeah. Hopefully, you know, even with the suspension to Pouncy, some silver linings to be, uh to be pulled from there. We'll see. Going forward, gotta gotta prove it on Sunday against the Bengals, and then mm-hmm. obviously again the following Sunday in what will be uh, one of the most hyped games of the NFL season, I think. Which is kind of crazy to say, but it'll be uh, it'll be a big week for both of those teams. There'll be a lot of emotions. Like we said, if both teams take care of business this weekend, it'll be almost like a pseudo elimination game. Elimination game, baby. A uh, a whole bunch to come here in what's already been. I mean it's just an incredibly eventful year for the Steelers. I've said this a few times, but right like we're going to be at OTAs over the summer, you know, in May and in June and we're going to be at training camp at and- All these things. And we're going to be looking back and be like, what a weird year for the Steelers. Crazy. You lose your franchise quarterback two quarters into the season. Uh, Mason Rudolph gets knocked out and all that stuff that happened against Baltimore. You have a game where you win the coin toss in overtime, and you kick the ball. (laughs) I I mean, you have an Adam Vinatieri missing a a game winner. You go out
1: to – Who, by the way, has been struggling bad ever since then, You go out to
0: to L.A., to to the Chargers, and you you win a game with a guy who you cut in preseason as your undrafted fourth-string quarter back uh, just a crazy year really uh, uh, you have big home wins against the Colts and the Rams and in that Rams game a lot of the stuff that the Steelers did on offense with the shuffling of the offensive line and bringing in chooks you had the wildcat game against the Bengals just, yeah
1: 72 eligible becoming like a cult thing like
0: it's yeah. been it's been a year of storylines for the Steelers absolutely but there's gonna be more to come here and uh and that's the thing that I love about this team Motsi they well Granted, they haven't, been, they haven't <laughs> been really bad since I was, like, nine years old. But really good, really bad, they're always interesting. Oh, without a doubt. They're never boring. And unlike some of the teams in this tan, uh, that's a, a, the least that we can ask for. Just don't be boring, all right? Just don't, do just don't bore us. And, Make and, it interesting, please. And, and there, there is plenty to look forward to on the horizon including hour number two
1: Uh-oh.
0: of the electric factory, where when we return, we What's will up, have.
1: Pit? What's up, Stillination?
0: Nation? A return to normalcy here, right? How you doing? A Professor Moats Monday. Oh, that's good. It is good. <laughs> and we will have that for you when we return. Arthur Moats, Wesley Euler, you know the drill. On Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52.
1: The Body.
0: Inside the electric factory, hour two on deck. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR. Steeler Nation, how we doing? Well, that's good. Euler Motes with you here inside the Electric Factory. It's Steeler's Blitz on SNR. We are live at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex on the south side of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. On Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. the Body, Where we are uh, having some fun here on a Monday. Motes well, is laughing Well, I-, I was going to say
1: my head hurts, and you was like, that's good.
0: <laughs> you know.
1: Eh. Listen. had a headache when I woke up this there's morning, a few, all right.
0: Every... <laughs> Every society has a few unspoken rules, you know? Like, every society has their unspoken rules. In ours, in the United States of America, it's an unspoken rule that when somebody asks you how you're doing, you have to say good.
1: No, you tell them the truth. No, there's Oh, one, my foot it's, hurts.
0: It's not great. It's not okay. It's not I'm feeling fine. It's not fantastic. No, it's, it's good.
1: No, I was like, how you feel? Oh, my knee hurts, actually. How you my doing? Knee. Good. How you feeling? My, my knee's sore. Uh, we're back a little tight. <laughs>
0: You enjoy that way too much. Maybe one day it'll grow old on you, but for now. Nope.
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm like a kid. I'm enjoying every aspect. How you doing? Bad. That's good. <laughs> That's what we'll do one day. We'll have to get like a, we'll have to
0: get some kind of drop or something that right. we can play. Where every time I say "How we do it," and it's just Arthur, a recording of Arthur Muts going bad. Actually, really terrible. It hurts really, everything. Really hurts. terrible. I got into a fender bender on the work t- on the way to work today. My dog pooped <laughs> on the kitchen floor. Just
1: terrible. I-, I feel like I played nine years in the league. Oh, it's bad. Oh, my back. <laughs> yeah, that's good.
0: <laughs> David chimes. David chimes in here on Twitter. I wanted to get to this. Uh, not sure, Freddie chickens. Mm. That's a pretty good one. What? Not sure Freddie chickens shouldn't be fined as well. It's ultimately his lack of discipline that led to what happened at the end of the game. But I guess him being their coach is punishment <laughs> enough. <laughs> uh, he's come under some heat, Freddie Kitchens. I think rightfully so in these these last couple days, that it just seemed like there was. And I don't want to get into any pointing fingers of accusations of. Greg Williams-type bounty gate stuff, right? right? Like, that's not what I'm talking about here. But it seemed like there was a real onus from Cleveland to come out and and bust the Steelers in the mouth, if you will. Like, did you see that? That, that, that Particularly the defense, right? It was a, it, we'll take the 15-yard penalties. This That's the only way they're going to move the ball on us. Uh, make sure that these guys know we're here. Make sure these
1: guys feel our presence. No, I agree 100%. I felt that the <clears throat> the Browns came out with – a higher level of intensity, honestly. I don't think that the Steelers matched it initially, and I do think that they had the mentality of having those big type of hits if it's questionable, hit them anyways. And I can't fault them for that per se, because when you're a team that's on the ropes how they were with the expectations that you had, and then essentially you're one loss away from your season being completely over, yeah, your back's against the wall. You're going to have to you know, come out and find ways to motivate, find ways to do Something that you haven't been able to do in so long in terms of beating the Steelers. So that's kind of how I looked at it initially. And like I said, I don't really view it as like, oh, that's so negative. Because like I said, I've been a part of teams where it's like, mm-hmm. yo, we got to go out here and we have to set that. Tone. That's our
0: edge. We right? have
1: to be uh, and we have to be physical with these guys. Yeah. And if we can do that, granted, we might have some p- some flags. Understandable. But if we can go out there and set that tone early, that'll bode well for us.
0: What say you? You got <laughs> questions, comments, concerns? You can direct them to management on Twitter. Uh oh. At you'll look at the Body 52. The body. But now it's time for a little bit of a return to normalcy here, Moze. Ah
1: uh, yes. You know, last
0: week was a little crazy. Some of our our segments, some of our benchmarks, right, were thrown off. But one thing that we like to do on Mondays. What do we like to do? Professor Moze Monday. It's a uh, a a classroom session uh-huh. with you about some specifics from the game. And obviously the game wasn't yesterday, it was Thursday. But the first chance Moatsy and I have had to get on the microphone together since Thursday night in Cleveland. So without further ado, let's go back into the classroom here for the first time in a while. It is time for Professor Moats Monday. That's so relaxing. I love
1: it. Get you ready get you going hope it gets your mind in the place it needs to be to learn today and you're gonna learn today the first thing we're going to talk about is the importance of containing the quarterback okay unfortunately we saw what it looks like when you do not contain the quarterback in terms of the plays that baker mayfield was able to extend and when he was able to extend those plays what did we see down the field big completions we saw a touchdown on mark barron all of those things transpire when you don't contain a quarterback, and he's allowed to extend this play. Because a play that should be negative, a play where you should make the sack or attack for a loss, now you're giving this guy an opportunity to let guys get more open. You give you're putting these DBs and secondary in a bind because now instead of them covering for three seconds, they're having to cover for six, seven, right. eight seconds. Right. Those are the things that will get you beat. And Prior to this game, we hadn't seen the Steelers not capitalize on that. We hadn't seen the Steelers not containing quarterbacks. And I don't know what it was about just that game in particular, man, but they dropped the ball in the area. So going forward, understand the importance of containing the quarterback.
0: I like it. I like it. Containing the quarterback. And, yeah, I mean, you saw Baker Mayfield have success in that department, and it really – kind of limited some of the splash play opportunities that the Steelers defense had.
1: Yes, indeed. I mean, when you're able to successfully pressure quarterbacks and bring them down, uh, uh, eventually they're going to force the ball. Eventually they're going to take a chance with it, and that's where you get the turnovers. But when you are jumping for pump fakes, when you're taking an inside uh, rush and you're not getting back on the quarterback's upfield outside shoulder – you open yourself up to that, and then he's able to do things that he did, and that's what we saw a lot of times on Thursday when they had some of those splash plays.
0: I like it. I like it. What else you got for us, Professor?
1: Yes, indeed. The second point that we're going to talk about today, and you know it's always five. Just always Just in case five. you're taking notes, my young friend. Five, five. The next thing is you have to protect the ball. The, the, the importance of protecting the ball. We talked about how each week the turnovers were costly, but how at least we were winning the turnover battle. Even though we would turn the ball over offensively, it would be one or two tops. And from a defense standpoint, they were winning the turnover battle. We did not do that this week. In fact, four interceptions, it just looked like when you're having ball security issues in terms of accuracy from the passes or drop passes in, in that regard as well, you set yourself behind the eight ball. You put yourself in a bind where you have to operate perfectly and in a game like how it was Thursday, where the defense wasn't creating the splash, you can't afford to have four turnovers and expect to win. No. And the fact that it was still, what, fourteen seven going into the fourth quarter, midway through the fourth, that just shows you how bad that Browns team is and, and how good this defense is for the Steelers. But it's no reason why it should have been close like and
0: that. At halftime it was fourteen nothing. It felt like forty one nothing.
1: Absolutely. I, c-
0: I couldn't believe that it was only a 14-point game at halftime.
1: Absolutely. And, and that's some of the stuff, though, man. When you're talking about protecting the ball, we talked about how this offense hasn't been able to move the ball at will. We talked about how they've been struggling on possession downs, third downs. When you turn the ball over that much, it sets you in a place where you're not you're not going to be able to be successful. And then you factor in the injuries as well. It was a recipe for disaster for those guys. So, protecting the ball going forward is going to be critical for this team, especially if some of these guys are out for an extended period of time. I like it. I like it. Now, as we transition to the third point, next man up. Mm. And this is something that we're going to talk about in terms of how some guys did not perform well in their next man up situation, but also how guys in the future are going to need to Make the most of this opportunity if it does arise again. Mm-hmm. Tevin Jones, Johnny Holton, Trey Edmonds, Jalen Samuels, Jay Elliott. Those were the key guys that had ample opportunities due to the injuries that were sustained in the game. James Conner goes out early. Juju, Deontay Johnson go out early. T.J. Watt was you know he, he coming in and out, and then obviously Ole Daney had went out, so that led Jay Elliott playing some critical points in the game.
0: Thin at outside linebacker,
1: very thin. Now, we saw with all of these guys ample opportunities for them to make plays. Sure. We saw situations where it was either a drop pass, not hitting the hole, they should hit it. Uh, maybe not the proper route running. Correct. And then we also saw, like I said, with Jay Elliott, the, the, the pump fake by Baker. I mean, by Baker, he jumps up, ultimately allows Baker to extend the play, hits a dime down the middle of the field when all he needed to do was hey, if he's pump-faking the ball, you're running through him. Fine, run through him. Run through him, stay on his upfield. Even better, crush him. Stay on his outside upfield shoulder, and you're going to force him to either stop and take the sack, or if he does pump-fake it, you're getting the sack anyways. If he throws it, you're running through and getting a hit, you're clean. Those are all the things that you want to see. And for me, I just felt like from a next-man-up standpoint, those guys did not perform to their full capabilities. Those guys did not perform to the level that the coaches – probably expected of them. And I'm sure these guys felt the same way about themselves because you don't get to this level not having an expectation, a high expectation for yourself. But I just think that going forward, these guys are going to get another opportunity, Mm -hmm. whether it's this week with these injuries or down the line if if somebody else goes down. Be better prepared next time and execute and make the plays you're supposed to make next time.
0: How much of – quick, quick question for you. How much of next man up, right – the difference between when you're asked to do that in a game when injuries happen as opposed to when you have time to prep for it when you know it's coming.
1: I think when you know it's coming, it's not the same. I think that's kind of like if I'm telling you, hey, we're going to be watching you, you're going to make sure you put your best foot forward the whole time. Whereas if I'm not watching you, but you're supposed to be working, Let me see that you're actually working.
0: It's like character, right? They always say the definition of character is what you do when no
1: one's watching. Absolutely. And and, and the reason why I'm a little harder on these guys because I was in a similar situation. Sure. I come here from Pittsburgh. I mean, from Buffalo, my first two games, I think I played six snaps total. Really? Jarvis uh, Jarvis Jones and Jason Wells were taking 90% of the snaps. We get to the Carolina Panthers, primetime game. Jarvis goes down in the first half. I go from literally playing three to what, playing five snaps in two games to, hey, you're going to play the rest of this game. Go ahead and execute. I don't. They don't want to hear, oh, I don't know the blitzes. They don't want to hear, oh, I missed the sack. They don't want to hear, I don't know where to cover. Because at the end of the day, if you're a professional, you find ways to get yourself prepared because you're not going to get those reps as the starters get. Sure. And we always say one of the hardest jobs in this NFL is being a backup because you have to be prepared at a moment's notice, but you're not going to get the reps. So you got to mentally It's prepare. almost like being a kicker. you yeah. got to
0: stand on the sideline for and, and, an hour and, and at and a time and then be ready to go in a Absolutely. big moment. Absolutely. So yeah. for
1: me, when I look at those guys, I say, y'all drop the ball in that regard. But that's the beauty of the NFL. You're going to get another opportunity this week, hopefully, man. So execute and be the guy you're supposed to be. Now, the fourth one, do your job. Mm reason why I'm saying doing your job, how many drop passes did we see? Too many. How many bad throws did we see? Way too many. How many times did we see a guy have Baker contained, chance to bring it for a sack, and not happen?
0: An uncharacteristically high amount.
1: With that being said, the onus is on you guys. You have to do your job. Do the routine things great. I'm not asking you to go out here and do nothing spectacular, but if you do your job, the spectacular will happen. So it's important, going for it, You get on those jug machines if you're receivers. If you're the quarterback, Mason, you work on your accuracy. Work on the timing of the routes with these receivers. Let them know where you want them to be. And then, like I said, from a defensive standpoint, hit home on stand on upfield short of the quarterback. Contain, contain, contain. You can make the play just containing the quarterback. Mm -hmm. And now my fifth and final point just for you my good friend because I, you. know, I know you want to come to office hours and i ain't got time i for that came today. to class early
0: today i'm sitting right. in the front
1: row now the fifth and final one is
0: that's because i've been skipping class all semester and now the semester's almost over so I i'm know. trying to get good face time with the teacher hey, hey man that was my classic move you know once thanksgiving's on the on oh, the horizon yeah. you're
1: like oh man i only got a couple more weeks till finals here hey, hey, hey you become super friendly with the professor did i tell you you're my favorite teacher i love you <laughs> Hey, you know, I'm running uh, over to the cafeteria, to the student
0: union. You want me you to pick you mean? up any lunch before I, saying, before I, I know hours? Don't, I know you don't have a lot
1: of a lot of free time, so I'm just going to help you out. But the fifth and final point goes particularly to Miles Garrett, Mason Rudolph, Marquise Pouncey, and anybody else who's been in situations where, you know, things the next day, you're kind of like regretting it. Think before you act. You got to think before you act. I understand you want to feel. I understand it gets heated sometimes. You're frustrated at you're the end, frustrated end of the game when without you're down, a doubt. 14 points. But but I'll say this, man. Whether you want to say Miles or Mason was in the wrong, whether you want to say Mason was the aggressor or Miles was the aggressor, I'll point to an example of Mike Hilton and Phillip Rivers, Sunday night football. Game is pretty much over. Phillip Rivers is running up on Mike Hilton, pushing him in the back, chomping at him, talking at him, talking at him. And what does Mike Hilton do? put sands up walks away could he have been justified if he would have turned through and got into an altercation with sure. without a doubt could they have gotten to a scuffle and other guys coming to it without a doubt but would that have been the best course of action nope so all i'm saying is for those guys in particular miles garrett and mason rudolph regardless of who's right who's wrong whatever side you want to put it on think before you act going forward because we all saw multiple times where the situation could have been de-escalated if those guys would have handled it the right way. And the situation
0: also could have been a lot worse. Yes. In terms of serious health yes, issues. Yes, indeed.
1: And all it takes is a split second. That's it. And that's the unfortunate thing about this. You think about two guys like them or even Marquise Pouncey, it doesn't matter your reputation. It doesn't matter what you've done prior to these type of situations. All it takes is you to have one bad reaction, and now your, your integrity, now your reputation, everything is shot. So – that's my last point for all my kids out there, especially you, my guy with the good here in the front row. Think before you act, young man. Your
0: reputation is the hardest thing to build up, and it's the easiest thing to lose.
1: Without a doubt, man. Without a doubt.
0: I like it, Professor.
1: And then you think about the season that Miles Garrett was having. Yeah. Balling out. Gone. Now he's gone. For
2: gone. a
0: third of the season. Gone. More than a third of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Gone. Their most – I mean – other than Baker Mayfield, right? Because the quarterback is almost always the most right, valuable guy. Right, but outside guy. of but Baker, he's definitely he's the, the most MVP important. He's yeah, that team.
1: Without a doubt. That
0: defense is not going to be the same without him. And like you mentioned, he misses out on six game checks. That's a lot of money. Yes, it is. He misses out on those six games statistically. Well, right. I mean, he was know, sitting
1: at, what, 10 going into this game. Who knows what would happen?
0: Yeah. It, it,
1: All pro, pro bowl, like you miss out on that now.
0: I like it. I like it, Professor. Thank you.
1: Hey, man, it's the least I could do for you, young man. Like I said, man, I'll see you next week. In
0: winter office hours.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On Twitter, at Wesley Euler at TheBody52. The Body. We got a couple questions here for Professor Motes. We got some more tweets rolling in. We will get to those when we return. Also, I want to go around the league a little bit with Moatsy, as it is a Monday. Uh, A lot of other happenings across the NFL. Like your Eagles losing what? Would you stop it? My bad. They're not my Eagles, particularly when they – well, I guess when they play the Patriots. Oh, you was about to fall for the trap. (laughs) When they play the Patriots, I guess they're everybody's Eagles because, uh, you know, if you're – Fly, Eagles fly. The Dallas Cowboys aren't America's team. It's whoever's playing the Patriots are America's team. It's true. (laughs) We'll go around the league when we return. Inside the electric factory, it's Euler Remotes. You're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR.
2: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
0: Euler and Motes inside the electric factory on a Monday where we'll finally get some return to normalcy this week. Mike Tomlin press conference tomorrow at noon, so back to the usual. We will not have a show tomorrow. You will hear Mike Tomlin at noon, of course, uh, not going to want to miss that one, Mozi. Oh, no. <laughs> I, uh, there were a lot of people who, after the game on Thursday night, right? And Coach Tomlin kind of gave the, you know, I, I don't want to talk about it answer when right. he was asked a few times about Miles Garrett in the postgame. There were a lot of Steeler fans who, you know, for for lack of better description – wanted Mike Tomlin to bury Miles Garrett, right? right? They wanted him to come out and almost cut how a. Could,
1: how cut could a, you not say anything? Right.
0: Like, they wanted, it's like they wanted him to come out and cut a WWE-style promo right. and, like, bang his fist on the podium and, mm-hmm. oh, Miles Garrett should be suspended for life, and that was atrocious. And, but I know you know that's not how Coach Tomlin operates. Correct. And what, what, what's, what was there really to gain from doing
1: it was, that? Like, it the was, NFL's going to suspend him longer because Coach Tomlin be, had a reaction? It was going to be a lose-lose for Coach Tomlin. Yes. If he reacts – and he says something out of character. Now he's gone too far. Now he's done this and that. If he doesn't react and he just says no comment because he doesn't want to put that out there, then oh man, he should have shown more emotion. I need to see this. That's just how fans are. That's how media is. You're never going to be able to win. You're never going to be able to have the perfect response all the time. Right. You just have to deal with that. And and that's the beauty of Coach Tomman. He's very secure and sure in himself in that regard. He never feels or he never allows the outside noise yes. to dictate his moves and he how stays he responds. true to himself. Yes.
0: Yeah. Motsi, What's up? we'll get to best of the West on Wednesday.
1: I can't wait.
0: But, you know, we keep talking about the Baltimore Ravens and all. Just wait till they get to this tough
1: part of their schedule. Mm-hmm. It's super tough, right? When is that? Is that next week? It's next week. It's got to be happening, right?
0: Fourteen point victory over the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle.
1: Oh, but it's, it was the next week. That that was the easy. The, the following week was a tough 17 game.
0: Seventeen point victory at home over the Patriots. Ah, oh, no, no,
1: no, no. But but Deshaun Watson and them Texans. That's that's the one. That's the one.
0: Thirty. I'm trying to do math here on the fly.
1: Thirty-four
0: point victory over Deshaun Watson and them Texans. Woo. Motzi, are you? Because I think I am, and I know again this is the National Football League. Anything could happen. Hey, Lamar could go out and pick up a uh, an ankle sprain next week. You're that right. could change everything. It Ravens gonna win the AFC North is is catching the Ravens by anybody? The Steelers, the Browns, starting to look like an unrealistic option.
1: It fighting is fighting for man. a wild card at this point. Definitely fighting for a wild card, and and that's not looking pretty either. With Buffalo picking up their what seventh win?
0: Yeah. Now they're two games ahead of you. and yeah. Granted, you have the head-to-head, but you would at least need them to – you have to make up a game in the process Correct. as well as winning the head-to-head. Correct. And what, the Oakland Raiders? The Chiefs.
1: Are the Raiders 6-4? and four? Yes, they
0: are. The Raiders are 6-4? and four. Yes, they are. John Gruden's a guy – he's not getting much talk for Coach of the Year, but, man, what, right. what a job by the Raiders. And they, if you look at their schedule the rest of the year – Aside from the Chiefs, they I don't think they play anybody with a winning record besides the Chiefs the rest of the year, the Raiders. Yeah. It's looking difficult. the uh, Steelers might have to. I know I've been saying if you beat the Bills and that gets you to nine wins, then you'd have all those tiebreakers. That that, but I don't know if that's going to be enough. I agree. You might have to win ten games.
1: I agree. Which would mean you could only drop one the rest of the season. And, yeah, some of those layup games aren't looking like layups anymore.
0: Yeah, even the Cardinals who yeah. gave San Fran everything they could handle. Even the Jets. Did you see Larry Fitzgerald in Bosa? I did see it, yeah. Fitzgerald getting a nice
1: shot in on Bosa there, baby. See, you're a media guy. You like that. But for me, I'm like, if it would have been reversed, everybody would be calling foul. Oh, oh yeah. my God, throw the flag. I hate that. Yeah. Same same thing you saw happen to Bud earlier in the year yeah. with the trial. I hate it. Yeah, I know. You like, do. Oh, oh, everybody wants to. Oh man, that's that's Larry. Yeah, yeah, that's how you get him. But if but if Bosa but if hit Larry, Bosa hit how are you hitting the forty-year-old right, guy? Come right. on, suspend him. Flag, put, put the flag out there. Right, it drives him. me nuts, man. Uh,
0: your boy Kyle Allen
1: and the Magic gone nah, in Carolina. Nah, 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 it's done. That, that ain't my boy no more. <laughs> uh, yeah, we want Cam. We want Cam. <laughs>
0: Uh, a lot shout, of, shout out to Nick Foles. Yeah, well, he's back, and they lost by twenty to the Colts. Yeah. Maybe they should have left. But but that's because no no there. that's
1: because Brissette though. Brissette was balling.
0: That's true. Brissette was balling. Brissette's and It's the good to, good to see him back and healthy. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings, mozi they continue to pull him out.
1: Where did I text you?
0: They continue. Where to pull, did I text you? They continue to pull out wins. I,
1: I, I'm back. I, I I tried. I tried. I tried. I said I'm not gonna go back. He done hurt me too many times. Uh, He don't love me the way he say he do. Nah, I'm back. It's Kirk, Captain Kirk. You like that? You like that? Yes, I do. Yes, I
2: do. Patriots
0: getting a victory. They. I wonder if if you're the Ravens right now. Are you doing everything in your power? Like, let me ask you this, okay? If it comes down to the last week of the season, and it's Steelers Ravens, but the Ravens already have everything locked up that they can, right? First round bye. Let's say they either have home field, you know, the first seed secure, or they're at a position, right, where they can't get the first seed. They can only be the set. Se- let me ask you this. If they don't, if the Ravens still have a potential to get the number one seed in week 17 against the Steelers, is that a big enough deal for Baltimore not having to go to Foxborough that you would consider playing your starters against this? Like, you get what I'm asking there? Like, how big of a deal do you think it should be for the Ravens as they monitor these next few weeks – hoping the Patriots lose a game and trying to get the first overall seed?
1: I think it really comes down to how confident in terms of do they think they could beat the Patriots in New England. If they feel like they can, then sure, you rush your guys because you feel like, hey, health is more important. We were in a similar situation, what, 16 and 17. Mm -hmm. 16, we had the three seed locked up, and we knew that we had the potential to get that two seed if I think Houston had to lose, and they had the 1 o'clock, we had the 8 o'clock game. Okay. So, literally, we're watching the 1 o'clock game. When we saw Houston won, it initially turned to, okay, well, we – no, it was um the Chiefs. The Chiefs had to lose to be that the, – the drop down and we can get that second seed. So, when we saw they won, we already knew, hey, our game isn't until tonight. It's not happening. Right. So, you knew from then on, hey, starters, y'all aren't going to be out there like that. You might get a series or two, and that's that. Whereas in this situation, if those guys did have the chance, if they would have lost, and we knew, that, hey, we could go out there and win and get that two-seat, we were going to go out there and play to get that two-seat. Even in 17, same concept. We're sitting here like, all right, we got the two-seat locked up. If there's a chance we can get that one-seat, we were going to go out there and play to get it. Mm-hmm. We just knew, okay, their game, the Patriots didn't lose. All right, it's done now. We're staying in it.
0: Would have had that one seed if yeah, the man. refs wouldn't have taken away Jesse James's catch. They
1: still don't know what a catch is right now, but I digress. <sighs> yeah. What could have been?
0: What could have been? Yeah,
1: makes <sighs> me mad. Oh, God. Son. All right, enough of that. Enough of that. Enough of that. Don't go down that dark. What's path. your
0: heat check? We d- I feel like we do this every week. What's your heat check on the Cowboys right now? Uh, I mean, they
1: won, but wolf. Dak's a better quarterback than Wentz? What? What's <laughs> <Could> you say? <stop? laughs> You stop it, Deck Do for the four piece. Yeah, great. Yeah, great. <laughs> oh, good. In the de- <laughs> oh, well, that's good. That's good. In the dome against Detroit. it. versus the pencil fraud. Pencil
0: fraud, Matt Patricia.
1: Do for the four piece. What, what's your boy wins do? I don't know, but not very, not very good. Yeah, uh, your, your boy wins like whoa.
0: You know what's crazy is in that game. Uh, so the Eagles' second drive of the game, right uh-huh. on offense, they had like an eight-minute scoring drive. Yes. You know, ran, like, 15 plays, like, eight and a half minutes off the
1: clock. It was, like, the longest drive the Patriots had given up. Yes. In terms of scoring drives. If you look yeah. at the rest of their drives. Terrible. They're all, like, two minutes long. Like, Terrible. 90 seconds long. Terrible.
0: Yeah. It, and that's why.
1: Even though he did throw a nice bomb to uh, your boy Aguilar, who cannot catch to save his life. Holy cow. What's, go, what's up with him? Dude, that was a beautiful, like.
0: And I, I love how oh. What a pat. And that would have been – like, That would have tied it up. That's Aguilar's moment too to like yeah, get back the, in the good graces. Because he
1: already had a drop earlier that well, game too. Well, he's got
0: like a billion drops this year.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's going on with him, man.
0: I don't either. He was so good in 17 when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. But other than that, he has been a drop machine. And I don't think he's coming back after this year. Yeah, strong possibility, bro. Yeah. But I, I still think too, the Patriots – Man, their offense is not very good. It's really not, and I wonder if okay, forget the Ravens, right? Because we saw what the Ravens did to the Patriots. We've Correct. seen it. If they have to play the Texans, you know, in a in a divisional round game, if well, you they
1: saw, you saw I, what the Texans look like.
0: I know, I know. But again, though, that was against the Ravens in
1: Baltimore. No, no, but the Texans have had they—they—they they, they haven't been just steamrolling teams. It's true. It's true. It in context.
0: Okay, how about the Chiefs, right? If they get a, if this is six weeks from now and they have a healthy Patrick Mahomes back, and yes, they'd have to go into Foxborough, which is different. Yeah. We know that. But you think seventeen points is going to be enough to beat the Chiefs? Well, my thing is the Texans, maybe even the Colts. If it comes, you know, a, a matchup like the the Raiders, the Bills. I mean, I guess 17 points was enough for them to beat the Bills earlier in the season. Yeah,
1: that's all I'm saying. And then on top of that, is the Chiefs' defense that good? It's not, but can the
0: Patriots get into a shootout with the Chiefs?
1: All I'm saying is – no, 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 but this is what I'm saying. I think the Patriots can score on that Chiefs' defense. I think the Patriots' defense, though, is still good enough to hold back the Chiefs' some, where it's not going to be one of those they're just going to put up 40 points. Right. It's not – or we saw the Rams and Chiefs play last year. And it was the 50, what, 51 to 49. 50, or, I think it
0: was 55 to 54. Yeah. Like something like, like that.
1: It's not going to be like that. That's what
0: I'm yeah. saying. You think that they could score 27, 24, 27 points?
1: I think they can. And, and this is why. I think in terms of the Patriots offense, I think yeah. they're going to get better. You have to, They still have injuries on their offensive line.
0: Sanu's still getting Sanu's
1: getting new out there. Julian Edelman, I mean, some of the drops you saw. I mean, he had he, – he, well, it was literally two passes. I thought he should have scored, or he yeah. should have scored, but he dropped. That's You can't bank on that happening all the time. Yeah. I think all of those things – I mean, every year we see this with the Patriots, though, don't we, where they go through a little funk where they're still winning, but it's like it just takes a little bit of time. It happened for them to last fly. year when right. they came to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, going into that game, remember, that was the first time they lost two games back-to-back in how many years, and then something just clicked. It was like, oh, all right, find a way. Finally, oh, now we're in the groove. And I think that's kind of the expectation amongst the league it's like, all right, how long until they find it and they click? Because once it clicks, then you already know what they are.
0: That's a good point by you.
1: They can click in the offseason, just don't click right.
0: 2003, they won the Super Bowl scoring less points than they are now. And we know obviously the NFL is much different now. What sixteen years later? But than even, it was last back in year, even last year, even
1: last year, the game's supposed to be different, and they won off of what running the ball and playing and defense. After they lost
0: to the Steelers, they completely changed their offensive identity. Yeah.
1: So that's why I am like, granted, the season for those guys in terms of what you expect from them hasn't been the way it should be. But those guys, man, they find a way to get it done. They find a way, and, and as much as it pains me to say, I know you love it because you are a TB twelve guy. Stop
0: it, yeah, Terry Bradshaw number twelve.
1: Yeah, yeah, stop lying to yourself. But I just think that's one of those situations where it's only a matter of time before they find what works for them. Because right now, even the defense, like early on, they were creating so many turnovers. They're not even getting that right now. Yeah. They're just playing good ball on defense. So
0: it's gonna be interesting to follow. This is about the time, right, when everyone's like, oh, Yeah, know, it's the
1: Patriots. We'll see what they do and, here. And, and it's funny we're saying that as they just guaranteed they're gonna have what their sixteenth season, sixteenth winning season in a row, or fifteenth winning season in a oh, row. No. Higher. Yeah. Oh, 18. Higher. 20. 19. <laughs> 19, geez. Yeah. I'm sorry. Let me put some respect on it. Jeez.
0: It's, it's, it's crazy. It really is. Uh, last one for you as it relates to around the league. Chiefs at Chargers tonight on Monday Night Football. Oh, that's chi- in Mexico, right? Or, that's right. It's in yes, Mexico. That's right. That's right. Mexico. Uh, Chargers stay alive by moving to five and six, or do the Chiefs start to kind of get back to being the Chiefs that we
1: all expected? I don't know, man. Or is that, it that, that that Chiefs defense is a little janky. They can't stop the run. Period.
0: And the Chargers have done a good good job running the ball as of late. Yeah. We'll see. That'll be an interesting one tonight on Monday night football. That'll do it for our around the league segment. You want to get in on Twitter. Now's your last chance. We'll wrap up with your questions and your reaction on Twitter as we always do. At Wesley Uler, at the body fifty two. The body. Inside the electric factory on a Monday. It's Euler and Motes. It's Steelers blitz on SNR.
2: This is the Steelers blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur moats on your 24, seven home of the black and gold SNR.
0: Some housekeeping items for some of you who might've missed it. Maybe you're just joining us. Uh, Some, some, Moving and shaking. Some news. Again, some housekeeping. Some things going on with the Steelers today. Uh, Kickoff for the December 1st game, the rematch versus the Browns, has been moved to 1 p.m. from 425. So if you're planning on going to that game, you know, don't show up at like 2 or 3 o'clock because it'll already already be halftime. And there, you know, might have already been a couple fights. A little little fisticuffs by then. Hey,
1: you never know, man. Uh,
0: Also, some roster movement for the Steelers. They have signed Quadri Henderson, the former Pittman. And Amar Darbo, both wide receivers to the practice squad and have released Terry Wright and Sutton Smith. So the revolving carousel door for Sutton Smith (laughs) continues. And uh, some appeals going to be heard by the National Football League. Marquise Pouncey will have a chance to appeal his three-game suspension tomorrow. And Miles Garrett Will do his in front of James Thrash.
1: Yeah, on your guys.
0: on Wednesday. And I actually I I had some interactions with James Thrash. You know yeah. the Philly guy. Right, my time absolutely. working out there. Um, he had a good relationship with the the show that I used to produce. Okay. And so you know talked to him on the phone a few times. Met him once or twice. Good dude. You know what? I wish I had his phone number still. You call him up. I had it in my Rolodex in the computer in Philly. What would you say though? I'd say hey, do me, I said do me a favor. Word.
1: I said give him sixteen games
0: instead of six. Ooh-wee. <laughs> I'd say drop the hammer on that boy.
1: Don't you go nice on him.
0: And also, I have a development for you here, Arthur Moats. Uh-oh. TB12. Oh, Lord. Tommy Bowden. Never heard of him. You know uh, Bobby nope. Bowden, the famous Florida State coach? Nope. His son, Tommy Bowden, played wide receiver at West Virginia University, and he wore number 12. So, TB12, yeah, that's my boy. You don't even like him. Terry Bradshaw, number 12. Tom Brady is your boy. Tommy, Tommy Bowden, number
1: 12. We're rocking and rolling, baby. Bro, we know who your guy is. It's okay. That's embrace your, it. That's your boy. Just embrace it.
0: I see you over there eating your, your faux gras cakes and your can, wheatgrass I can, smoothies. I can't even spell faux gras. <laughs> Turk in Alaska with a good question here, uh-oh, all right? uh-oh, And uh-oh. I'm pretty sure this relates to your um, – it was the final point of your lecture, Professor, where you talked mm. about, um, you know, making the right decisions and letting Correct. cooler heads prevail. Uh, Turk in Alaska says, Professor – I know everyone says, in quotes, get them back on the scoreboard, right? But, however, are there instances where you take that shot, you take that run at someone to leave a mark? And he says, this is the part that I really like, as a semi-professional beer league couch surfer. (laughs) Hey, me too. That's me too. I'd be out for blood the next time the Browns are in town.
1: Oh, man. You know what? Nope. Everybody... Handles the situation the best way possible. Nobody ever goes out for blood. Nobody ever tries to get a little extra in there. Nobody says I for an eye. You knocked out my guy. I'm gonna knock out two of your guys. No, that has never happened under under my playing time. Why are you
0: always lying? <laughs> Why are you always lying? Yep. Oh, my God. Amen. Hey, man. Mozi is lying. That's
1: all I'm saying.
0: I like how he says uh, a semi-professional beer league couch surfer. that That's me, too. That Speaking is pretty of dope. which, when we were talking about our great weekend, yes. uh, we won our hockey game 7-5 to this Ooh,
1: weekend. Ooh, yeah, okay.
0: I like after it. I trail like and two it. Go. But I know that's okay. Again, I didn't play hockey in college. Mm. All right? I didn't play hockey professionally, so you've got those two things on me. I play now in an adult league with a bunch of – late 20, 30 something year old dudes. Yes. There's vendettas, there's retribution in our beer league. <laughs> a bunch of bunks, a bunch of bunks, a bunch of dudes who aren't getting paid for this, don't have health insurance through the league.
1: Oh, man, Nothing that's like crazy. that. <laughs> that is crazy to think about.
0: But and and I laugh at that stuff a lot of times too, Mozi, because I'm not out there playing hockey to try and take somebody's head off. I'm out there I'm out here for blood. I'm out there because I like to skate around and it's good exercise and I'm having fun with my friends. Yeah but i wonder almost if in some ways that that stuff permeates more amongst non-professional athletes. You know what i mean cuz they feel like if you're a professional athlete you go through this stuff a lot, right? True. But you've got your contract situations, you've got uh, your you know your own personal health that relates like all element, this yeah. stuff that relates where i know it might sound crazy, but i almost think that like the average joe gets more worked up about these things than someone who's in it.
1: You know? Yeah, that that does happen sometimes. Uh, Especially I felt like later on with the perfect thing, it got to where it's kind of like everybody else was making it a lot bigger. Like the first year it happened, cool. Even the second year, cool. After a while, we're like, bro, it's not that deep to us no more. We're 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 good. Right. But everybody's gonna just keep like, God, you gotta get him. Look at he did this and he said that and he looked at him that way. Got to go rip his head off. Rawr! Every single time he's – right? Yeah, like, man. Like, <laughs> like, it's not a gang. We're not, we're not Bloods and crypts out here. It's not always on site, okay? Just <laughs> throwing it out there. You yeah, the Jets and the Sharks. You
0: know what I mean? <laughs> Eric DJ Convict.
1: Ooh, I like that name.
0: He says, do you think if we would have spread out the offense a little bit more, maybe some four or five receiver sets, quick slants and short passes, would have helped protect Mason? Uh, this way they would have had – to backed off the line more. I mean, in theory, Eric, yes, but the problem is they didn't have four or five healthy receivers.
1: Well, that and also they weren't getting pressure off of Blisses. They were getting yeah. pressure off of just four-man rushes. Yeah. Miles Garrett was, yeah, we don't need to talk about what he was doing during that mm. game because, yeah, for the parties that it was getting done to, it doesn't look too good for those guys. <laughs> James, with a,
0: James with a funny tweet here. He said, you guys ever have a friend who would never – he, he uses the term pool. That's a slang term. Basically, a friend who would who would never get a date with a girl, right? So uh-huh. he says, you, you guys ever have that friend who would never pull a girl, but the first time he did, right? So the friend who's always approaching girls at the bars, the first time oh, yeah. he ever gets a number, uh-huh. you don't hear the end of it,
1: like yeah. he's some smooth operator. Oh, yeah. I got game, but I told you I could do that now. I told you I was going to get her. James says that is the Browns, and that, James, is a perfect analogy. Absolutely. Gosh. 100% agree with you, man.
0: It's a great analogy, James. It really is. I, I wonder if that plays into some of the animosity, you know, in another another week plus here, and what thirteen days when the Browns come to town. That not only all the stuff that happened with Mason and the situation and the st- and the hit on Juju and the right. hit on Deontay, but that the fact that like. It really is. It's like the young kid who, you know, is always getting their face rubbed in it. Uh Uh-huh. And then the one time mom and dad punish you instead, you
1: know, the one time. You you got in trouble. Uh It's like they Uh refuse to
0: let you hear about it. Hey, you remember
1: that time you got in trouble? Or they let you hear
0: the end of it, I should say. Very true. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's, again, a whole lot of moving parts
1: to this. A whole lot of, whole lot of. A whole
0: lot of moving parts to this. Modes, to stick with that question there about the offense as we wrap up here because we've talked a lot of uh, a lot of scenes around the game as Correct. opposed to Xs and Os on the show today which I think was to be expected. We'll get into more Xs and Os as the week goes along. Uh, one touchdown in 3 games for the offense. And that touchdown was drive was greatly aided by penalty penalties. Flags. Yes. What are some th- I know this is a very generic this is a very loaded question. But what are some things that you think that they should be trying to do to quote-unquote, fix the offense, and particularly, I think, in the first. Like, we've seen them come out of the gates really slow to get things going early on in the game as well, too. And the injuries obviously add extra question marks to the situation.
1: Yeah, I do think that you have to find ways to get creative a little bit in terms of how you want to attack teams. You're not going to be able to just line up and say, hey, we're going to run the ball two times and throw it on third down. That's not going to cut it. And at the same time, you can't be as predictable when the injuries do happen.
2: Hmm.
1: That's from the coaching side. Now, from the player side, you have to execute. Some of these plays that we saw, man, where it's drop passes, passes behind guys, things like guys that. Guys hitting the wrong hole. Like, when you look, that is what sets you in, and makes you have a negative play. That's what turns a, a first and ten to second and ten. Or a second and seven to a third and nine. Like, you have to make the routine plays. Because if you make a four-yard catch and then another four-yard catch, you're sitting at, what, third and two. That's very different than when you're sitting at third and seven, third and eight, and now you're hoping that one of these receivers can make a play.
0: They got to win more on first and second down. That's
1: the point blank period. But execute. Do the things you're supposed to do because it's not like guys aren't getting open. It's not like Mason's not hitting some of these guys either. It's going both hands. It's literally you have the drop issues and you have some of the inaccuracy issues. They go hand in hand though. You have to ex if you those guys get on the same page and make those routine plays, it's a totally different ball game. And and I will say this, if it's a situation where I was last game where the O line was struggling to protect Mason, mm-hmm. you gotta go to something that gets the ball a lot quicker. More of a fast paced timing. Quick route. three step
0: drops. Correct. Yeah.
1: Similar to what we saw when they played San Fran. Correct. But remember, nobody liked that. Everybody wants it to be because hey, they want Mason to take five steps and throw and, the ball downfield. Down right, and it's like right now, it's a lot of factors that play into them not being able to run that type of offense. Uh,
0: uh, the lack of a true vertical threat, I think, mm-hmm. being being certainly amongst them. Yes, indeed. And then, yeah, like we've talked about too, Mason certainly has the things that he needs to work on. Correct. But it's also like he's not getting much help either. The offensive no. line hasn't been great in pass protection, and how many the Steelers got to be towards the top the top ten in the league in drops, I would think.
1: Yeah. And this is without Moncrief now.
0: Right. It's just, man, there's a lot of things that the Steelers got to get going in the right direction. And the
1: running game. They have to find a way to sustain drives yes. and sustain positive run plays. Again, I mean, the health
0: of everybody plays you, into you this. You can't
1: have your lead in Russia have 20-something yards. like no. that's, that's unacceptable.
0: You're right. And that's going to, again, And that's been the hand case hand for hand. multiple weeks now. Hand-in-hand. Hand, yeah. You're going to keep putting your defense out there too much, and they're going to yes, wear it indeed. down. And, and, yeah, it's, it's – Certainly something the Steelers got to get corrected, but the good news is twofold. They got an extra long week to do so, Yes, and they got the worst team in the National Football League next weekend.
2: <laughs> so so hope- you're telling me there's a chance. So hopefully
0: this is the time to get right uh, early in the week here, and hopefully we'll get some good news in the injury department as well. That'll do it for today's show. Thanks to everybody, the power grid, the megawatts, the electric factory chiming oh, yeah. in. As always on Twitter, big thanks to our guy Jacob back at the ranch for producing the show. Motzi, we are off tomorrow as Coach Tomlin will do
1: his thing at noon. But we'll be I'm back. sure you planned it that way too. You didn't want to see me two days We'll bro. be back on Wednesday. I think you know a guy. Uh, you know. Don't take me to the gang with you. You're like the um the 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 plus one that never gets invited? No, 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 no. no. You're <laughs> like
0: the uh you're like the lady who yells at the employee behind the register about the prices. You know, like it was that employee's decision, and not the <laughs> not the manager, not the bosses. It was on
1: you, man. You're
0: like you're like yelling at me. I'm standing at the Kennywood line, and I'm telling you, you're not tall enough to ride this ride, and you're blaming it on me.
1: It is your fault. It's your fault.
0: <laughs> but we'll be back together, you know, all hugs and kisses and smiles and roses I and rainbows. Ain't kissing you. Me <laughs> on, my friend. On Wednesday at noon, so we'll talk the ins then, same time, same place, as always, on your twenty four seven home of the Black and Gold Steelers Nation Radio.